With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What a day. What a day indeed. And welcome, everybody, to the old man ranting from the kitchen. I was just excited to be outside. It was actually livable outside today for once. Of course, I had my mask on, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, when you go outside, make sure you have your mask on. Even when you're inside, in some cases, I keep my mask on right here over the microphone so that I do not send you any of the terrible C-19 virus. I want to make sure that's very clear. We are a safe and sane family program. I come up with some topics that really disturb me that I think other people are ranting or want to rant about also. So I'm going to bring it to everybody's attention tonight. And there's a couple of comments that were given to me in the mailbag this time that I agreed with and thought, well, you know, there is some real sense to these comments. And we're going to get right into the program in just a couple of seconds. Anyway, what's going on is I was I went to a restaurant the other day, you know, a drive-in. And I've talked many times about drive-ins and things of this nature to you and about all this this code 19 stuff that keeps happening to us really make our lives miserable. But now it's really interesting to me that when I go up to a restaurant, the first thing I see besides keep your distancing, keep the mask on, wash your little paws all the time. The next thing I see is we can't accept cash. If you're going to pay us, you've got to pay us the exact amount of money. There is a coin shortage. So we would rather have you give us your credit card or or debit card instead. Now, I don't know if everybody in America all of a sudden, when the virus hit, decide, hey man, I ain't giving out no coins. I'm picking all my coins, all my silver, all my copper in the coins and pennies and quarters. I'm going to stick them down in my safe. I'm not going to send out any more coins, you see. And I think everybody in America overnight caused a large coin shortage. And it's really unbelievable, isn't it? How in a Sam Hill can all those coins disappear in such a short period of time? So if you're a banker out there, you're listening to the show, do me a favor, will you? And let me know where all the coins are going. I need a banker to explain to me how this dilemma has now affected what we're doing as far as when we go to stores to shop. It's amazing. All coins have officially disappeared. When you think about things disappearing and then reappearing, I want you to stop and think about something that really, really can, I think, 
fire up the whole world. And I'll tell you what it is. Have you noticed lately, now for years, we've always been Washington, the evergreen state. Isn't that correct? Everybody loved us because all of our advertising, everything that went out is Washington, the evergreen state, which means we have green grass and, and beautiful things going on. And it's a beautiful place to live. And it really, truly is. But now, all of a sudden, the biggest nightmare that I think that has been reoccurring for probably years is now compounded itself. I hopped in the car the other day and was driving down 512, the freeway that connects between Puyallup and Tacoma. And if you look out to the right-hand side, there's garbage and garbage and garbage. I mean, literally garbage. They had the core out, the young people that collect the garbage and put it into the white bags. And then they leave them down, tied up alongside the freeway. And then supposedly, somewhere or another, a truck appears, probably from the road maintenance crews, and they pick up all these bags full of garbage. And usually there's a period of time that you don't really see a lot of litter out there on the freeways. The governor has announced, of course, that it's very dangerous to use uh, young people, especially in our ecology youth core. Now, those are young people, by the way, that are between the ages of 14 and 17 who can apply and actually be paid to go out and collect garbage on different roadways with the supervision, naturally, of the state. People have always said to me, and I quote, Oh, yeah, those guys out there picking up on the freeway, Bill. Those are people with community service. You know what I mean? Felons, you know, cons. Those, those are bad people. That's the way they work off their time that they have to spend in jail. Well, I looked up all these factors and I want to make it very clear. 2018, not one DOC department head had any, that's right, any of these people out collecting garbage. Well, in 2019, when you look at all the hours of garbage pickup alongside freeways, nothing in the state of Washington was done by a convict. So erase that from your mind. The majority of stuff that's picked up alongside the roadsides or litter that is picked up is through community organizations. Now, you'll see those cute little signs that'll say a realtor office or who knows, a band or something of that nature that have assigned themselves to clean the litter for one mile on a roadway and maintain that. The state gives them the bags. They pick up the litter, notify the state. The state then in a few days sends a truck out and picks up the garbage bags full of garbage. This is very clear to understand that this is volunteer help and paid Youth help. Now you're going to say, Bill, where's the money coming from that, pray tell, to pick up litter? Well, I'll tell you where it's coming from. Items that they find, like plastic bottles and things of this nature, throughout the years. Usable items that usually cause litter, or as we business people know it as, as the litter tax, that's where it comes from. It's as simple as that. We're taxed. That tax money, 50% of it, goes back into hiring these kids. And then there's different breakdowns of money, uh, percentages that go to who knows where. I mean, they've got a really nice report, however. Get on Google and you can find it up there uh, under the breakdown of litter costs for the state of Washington. Now, 
in the state of Washington, there is 12 million pounds. I want you to think about this for a minute. 12 million pounds of litter dropped on the Washington roadways per year. That's an estimated of how much litter they have to go out and pick up. Now, is there a law against this kind of littering? Yes, there is. There really is a strong law. Okay, one of the parts of the law is that if you are in a truck with a trailer or a commercial or private and you are hauling things to the dump or wherever, you must cover that load of garbage or material over. over. Now, if any of that comes out on the freeway, you're liable and can be ticketed, if an officer catches you, from the range of $50 to $5,000 fine for littering the roadway. Now, think about also this. A lot of people say, well, Bill, you know, they're, most of the trucks now are all done. People are, people are not so upset about it anymore. I mean, they're really, they're very conscious about making sure their loads are secure. I'm not talking just about loads that are secure. I want you to think about these people. You know, the guys that, well, they got a few oh, little wrappers and maybe a hamburger box or something in the car. They're whipping down the freeway or a back road in one of our areas in the state. What happens usually? Oh, hey, Henry, honey, man, nobody's looking here. Toss the kids, toss the kids garbage out. They just get put out the window. That too is also against the law. In 1976, it was a requirement that you had a litter bag in your car, and you could be cited a ticket if you didn't have a litter bag. Now, like all the wonderful laws in the state of Washington, you remember the ones where it's against the law not to wear a seatbelt, but now you see a lot of people not wearing a seatbelt? Well, not a lot, but, you know, there are out there not wearing a seatbelt. Do you remember the law that was just brought out about texting while driving? My goodness, I see people on cell phones all the time texting or talking to somebody or heavens knows what else they're up to while driving the car. Now, we all know that's a no-no, okay? And how about this? Recreational drug use, which is classified the same as alcohol, okay? You aren't supposed to be under a heavy influence when you pop into the automobile. And there I have a hard time understanding how people get DWI tickets, you see. And, uh, you know, not that the marijuana people drive dangerously, but we have, because of the litter law, accidents all the time. And, and you see accidents all the time because the litter law, yes, because the people that are breaking the law and throwing garbage out the window cause an estimated 400 accidents traffic collisions per year because you're driving down the road okay man i'm doing 55 6 and some dope in front of you throws uh, uh maybe he throws out uh because the back of the car has the trunk lid flipping in garbages in the back and all of a sudden it comes flying out i've been in a university place following a gentleman down regency highway going into university right at the corner there where Furcrest starts and his back door of his camper opens up, and here comes out a saw and a bunch of other things because he's a contractor that obviously forgot to close the door. Okay, does he stop, pull over to the side of the road and check things? No, he kept right on going, even when people were honking at him. 
How about the guy that you see on the roadway that just takes, wow, man, this is really a good cigarette, opens up the window and flips it out because he doesn't want to have ashes in his car. That cigarette bounces down the freeway or the asphalt, pops into the green belt that runs alongside most of the freeways, and at this time of year is highly combustible. So we burned a bunch of stuff up. We cause people to have accidents because there's, oh my goodness, look at that, there's a fire. Maybe look at that crash because they're not paying attention of their driving. Okay, it's a distraction. So we've got all these problems mixed up into one factor. The factor is people need to learn the respect of our roadways. We need to keep Washington clean and green. And littering is not the answer. It's not even, it's not even really should be in our, our book at all. But now let's go to the last leg of this ranting of mine. The problem being is that people now are not considered safe working in these different departments cleaning our highways. So now the bags that have been sitting out on, for instance, 512 and have been there forever. Well, they'll sit there and the birds, you know, fly down, poke little holes in them and take out what they need and then re-litter on top of the litter now that's accumulating from people that in the last two, three months have just continued to throw garbage out the door, out the car trunk, out the back of the vehicle. They never stop. It just seems like, oh, well, Ma, you know that lawn chair we had back that plastic Hummer? Ah, boy, she hit the street. Woo, what a mess it is. And they keep right on going. Doesn't anybody have pride in what we taxpayers pay for? That's just to keep things looking nice so our kids can have nice things. Is it so hard? I don't know. We used to have bottle deposits. When I worked in a grocery store just yesterday, they had bottle deposits so people didn't take the pot bottles and toss them out the doggone windows or just leave them laying on the picnic sites and walk off. And they were anywhere from a quarter to 50 cents or whatever. Some states still have the bottle and can deposit in actuality, which keeps the roads a lot cleaner. And what did we do? We took that off because it's cheaper to make tin cans thinner. Okay. Saves a little energy. Uh, we used to take colored glass and recycle that, if you can remember those days. We don't do that anymore. Most of the containers now are coming that used to be glass are now in plastic. Plastic is litter. I don't care how you look at it. People are going to make a mess out of it. That's for sure. I am just convinced that the only way that we can really come out with a solid program is by using common sense. Think before you chuck. That's my new motto. Think before you chuck. We would like to keep our areas very clean. Now, some people come back to me and say, well, Bill, they don't spend that much time cleaning up the streets, and that's why they're a mess. Well, I hate to pop your bubble. I really do. But let me give you an idea. There's 12 districts in the state of Washington, uh, you know, like Thurston County and, and all these different counties, Mason, uh, that have to be cleaned up, and Pierce County, of course. Now, the groups go out. Last year, last year, the official count, we had people out in parks, alongside roads, over in military reservations, cleaning up garbage to the tune of 61,000 hours. 
They worked cleaning it up. They removed 1,487,000 pounds of garbage. That's material garbage collected. That would be like cleaning up a seven to eight mile area, which would break down to just about three acres. If you can imagine a great big area, a great big field, three acres large, piled with garbage, that's what they have taken off of our roads. And out of that, there's been 1,467 cleaned up dump sites. Now, here's another thing that we look at that people are going to talk to me about or yell at me. Well, what about the homeless? Yes, let's talk about the homeless for just a moment. The homeless people seem not to care about the factor that, well, hey, you know, it's a, I was there for six months and they made me move on. So what happens? Pierce County is a good example of what happened down on the Puyallup River, running from Puyallup, uh, Fifth Street Bridge, I believe it was, all the way up into Tacoma by the Indian Reservation. Each one of those spots that we had to clean up was 5,800 taxpayer dollars to remove horrible needles, to remove metal objects, garbage, and human waste. Human waste. That's what they had to do to clean up alongside the rivers. When you go into certain spots in Tacoma, bam, you got the same problem again with the homeless. So by the time we get done looking at everything that combines to the littering problem right now in this state, we come up with astronomical money spent and tons of hours, not counting the tons of garbage that we have now accumulated alongside roads that they have to remove. And how about, as I mentioned before, 400 car accidents. I wonder how many of those were fatalities. Let's think about that for just a moment. So, We've got a litter problem. What are we going to do about it? Well, hopefully someday we'll figure out how to take our stuff and put it into a garbage can. And here's the last point that I want to make tonight on this issue. I can remember in the old days. Now, I'm not trying to age myself, although I understand that Moses and I played cards together and he beat me. It was a miserable game. It really was. The problem that I have seen lately is How many, and if you're a tow truck operator or own a towing business, please correct me. But how many of you guys that operate tow trucks after an accident actually have a garbage can in a broom and sweep up the glass, remove the uh, car parts from the street, not throwing them alongside the street, I mean removing them. Now, I've looked at several tow trucks recently, and none of them had a broom on it. None of them had any way of removing the garbage. So I would assume that now that we drive plastic cars, that the front ends, the bumpers, and all that stuff that are, you know, destroyed in an accident, I guess the tow truck guy just tosses them alongside the road. We'll wait for the cleanup crew to clean them up. I'd like to say that we need a sign. Entering Washington, garbage and litter. It should say Washington, the clean, evergreen state. That's what I'd like to see. If you have any comments, please do me a favor. Drop me a line. Email address is Kiva, K as in kangaroo, E-E-B-A agency at gmail. That's gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to send you back an answer. And let's discuss these things. Because remember, the only way we're going to ever get anything done 
is by starting a conversation. Check us out at our Facebook page, The Old Man Ranting from the Kitchen, if you'd like to go over some of the shows that I've already ranted about. And remember this, only you can make a difference as long as you look at a positive answer and you keep on smiling.